Welcome to Helmets, the British NFL podcast brought to you by Jacob Hatton and James Meakin, two full-scale idiots. Uh, we're super Brits, we're super morons, we love the NFL. Please follow us on at Helmet Podcast uh, on Twitter, Instagram, etc. Welcome back to Helmets. Welcome um, to Helmets, yeah. Week 11. Week 11, week that's 11. what we're coming up to. Can I show you something, James? Yes. I've bought a, a mic- fancy podcasting microphone. Uh, I might buy a fancy podcasting what? microphone. Um, yeah. Just get it one of the pop stoppers. It has been mentioned. It has been mentioned to people from the, some of the people, the two people I know who listen have said, maybe they think about the microphone situation. We're like, hey, maybe yeah. you think about going go fuck yourself. How about that? Well, maybe you think about reviewing our fucking podcasts. Yeah, give us a little that, review. Don't put that in. The, just a five star. Just a five star review. review. Maybe you think about reviewing our fucking podcast, you cunts. Like, sorry, three of you who listen to the show. Yeah, nah, there's, there's more. There's more. There's more listeners than that. We do. We we we're, you know we're starting to take up a little bit. And I think I thought it's time. That's um, fun. Yeah, maybe I'll get. Maybe I'll get get one. Maybe I'll. I'll, I'll that'll be a nice Christmas present. Yeah, they're someone. actually they're actually dead, uh, pretty cheap, man. Like they're not like that expensive. <laughs> They're not expensive. You just need one with a pop stopper. Um, but... I, I bought a mic. I bought a mic uh, to use for comedy during COVID, and I never used it. I think. Well, I think I used it for one gig because I thought yeah. everyone had to like bring microphones to gigs now. And then I brought it to one gig, and I was like, everyone was like, "No, no, we don't care. We're just all going to get sick." It's fine. There's a um, there's a comedian that we mutually know who uh, did a work in progress for me last year and he brought his own mic because he was like i i need everything to control it and i need it to be like perfect and i was like you pretentious dick he brought his own oh, fucking cool. mic i actually thought it was cool but like i wonder who's um, that who that is i'd like to know that's fine that, uh, tell me after yeah no it's fine like he, give me he, tell me one uh, give me a clue uh it he's um his name doesn't match his nationality. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's too. That's that's too deep. It rhymes uh, with Britorio. No shit. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Not, that's mad. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway. At least he's fa- uh, at least he's famous now. No, I don't in think fairness, really in fairness the guys do, the guys doing fucking great. And yeah. The show was amazing, and like I I look I did look at it. And I was like, oh wow, like that kind of attention to detail probably is good. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. What what do they call it? The um, uh, oh, I can't remember when you do tiny things and it all contributes to the overall thing. That's what yeah. he's doing. I should. We should and definitely do. Yeah, we should definitely do clips and put it on TikTok. Would yeah, we you, should do would clips. You all, would t- you all follow us on TikTok? It's probably too late in the season now. We'll just keep going. We'll yeah, do stuff I think we got. We'll do stuff in the off season, like little little sketches. Uh, what it would be like picking up stuff. Maybe we interview some uh, comedians. We were talking just before we got started about uh, some funny, uh, rough little gigs that we had uh, on the way up. Uh, which uh, this sorry this week and I, I spoke to a guy who was uh, a few months in uh, and he smashed it and he was an NFL fan and I, I told him about the podcast and then I went on stage I bombed horribly for about eight and a half minutes and then just ran away and I didn't speak to him again that's so funny so, that is such a, <laughs> yeah. it's such a good fucking gambit right because you're like I you're, you're like you connect with this person. Like, so for the listeners who don't do comedy, one of the things is about comedy is it's very, it is very all or nothing. And it doesn't, 
I think you guys might think that because we're comedians, we like understand that people kind of eat shit sometimes at gigs. And yeah. so it wouldn't affect how you see them, but it it doesn't. It It's still like... There's no getting around it. Like, if you see an act and they fucking suck, you still are just like, ah, I don't know how much I want to be mates with them. You know, and like, I know that's shallow, <laughs> but it is what it is, right? Like, it yeah. fucking is what it is. Like, um, you meet also, I think it's because you meet a lot of people doing comedy. So you kind of have to filter out, filter people out. And if they're just complete shit, you're just like, nah. So, yeah, it's, it's mad. It's kind of like, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like the wide receiver who you don't want to throw to. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. You're you, playing like, like five aside, right? You're playing like five aside football, and there's just one guy that. Which, by the way, that guy's me. He doesn't get past too much, and it's like, yeah, yeah it's because he's gonna fucking eat shit when he does it. But like, but then so they you, then they come out of nowhere and they have an absolute game, like uh, mm. Christian Watson of the of the of the Green Bay Packers. But yeah, this guy was like, uh, he was like really new, and he's like, oh, "How long have you been going?" And I said, and then I went up, oh, stunk up the joint, and then ran away before he was a uh, he was a Raiders fan, uh, so he's having a. Well. Uh, a lovely, a lovely, a lovely season. Uh, following the yeah. fucking most disappointing team in the league, um, I think they are. They must be. They must be the most disappointing. They're team more the disappointing. League. They're more disappointing than um, than fucking Broncos at the moment because they're just so good on paper, and then they Those, just keep having yeah. the worst, the worst games. And they're 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 going up against. So this week we'll get into the into the week breakdown as we go. But like you're going up against the Colts team who mm. are run by a high school coach and then they beat you like ridiculous. And they, yeah. they brought back, they brought back, um, they brought back Matt Ryan who had a really good game, really well, solid game, great running game. Um, but like, you've got to be winning those games Raiders. Like you've got like, you've got Devonte Adams. I mean, mm. he had a game, but like you shouldn't be this bollocks. And uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty telling that they're, they're, now they've only won two games this season, um, which is wild. And then they're up against the Colts, coached by a guy who, I mean, how much work can a coach do in the space of like less than mm. a week? You go from firing a coach. He's not bringing in like really in-depth West Coast offense. Like he doesn't have a pre-made thing. He's just going to say, right, throw the ball a little bit, run the ball a little bit, and let's play to our strengths, which in the Indianapolis Colts is probably the running game. And that's what they did. And they won the game. Football, fundamentally maybe it's really really simple uh or maybe being the head coach isn't that difficult well look can i can i just read something that Derek carr said Derek carr is the quarterback of the raiders and this is basically this is a huge huge fucking like that this is basically a this is when players say something like this in in like in you know soccer like normal football terms this is when you start saying managers lost the dressing room right so Derek Carr said, some of the things that a lot of us try and do just, just to practice, what we put up, put our bodies through just to sleep at night, and for that to be the result of all that effort, it pisses me off. Uh, it pisses a lot of guys off. It's hard to know what some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night so we can be there for each other. And I wish everyone in the room felt the way, that way about this place. Devontae Adams said, not enough players are fully bought in. Yep. Uh, by the way, a lot of people think that's about Darren Waller, their fucking tight end, who, by the way, is a former drug addict. Um, is he? Yeah, and also uh, is the great-grandson of composer and jazz pianist Fats Waller, which I love. Is that true? That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. That's true. Do you know any Fats Waller songs? They're so no. fucking funny, man. They're just like this, uh, like, they're, 
they're like um they're like classic they're like fun jazz i mean so a lot of them are he's actually an incredible jazz pianist right uh, but the things he's really famous for and i think this is true of a lot of those kind of jazz um ja- like jazz musicians is that like you know like miles davis and stuff like that is that they they're, they're basically he's like a virtuoso musician but like the stuff that he's really famous for is just like a sort of slow jazz room do 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 and like yeah. uh, and the lyrics i really hate you cuz your feet too big <laughs> <laughs> So good. Ain't nobody here but us chickens. Ain't nobody here at all. All that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, like Fats Waller is a um is a legendary jazz pianist, and he's his he's his grandson. Uh wow. <laughs> um he was at the Ravens for a year before he became one of the best tight ends in the league. He was at the Ravens as a receiver and he was on like he fucking like nearly died from a fentanyl overdose. Like he took, he was just like constantly high. Is um, that that pain? Is that painkiller, right? Uh, yeah, but it's like a recreational drug. So yeah, yeah. The boys, uh, the uh, there's a there's a uh, bit of a issue with drugs in the NFL. In that people are just taking loads of painkillers and then they just keep going. And uh, yeah, it's fentanyl. I think is one of those ones where the the tax the, the the tax on your body is so brutal that they just eat loads of like drugs to get them through it, and then they just keep eating the drugs, uh, yeah. which is a bit worrying. And also, you know, you can get banned for a whole season for smoking a bit of weed, which is mental. Um, it's a funny sport. I was what I mean. I like. There's no like. I think the. Um, I actually think that one of the things about the NFL is that you just don't grasp how fucks the game is like when you're watching it because i think because of all the gaudiness of it the fireworks and the kind of colorful uniforms and because they wear the big pads and they wear kind of colorful uniforms they almost look like sort of robots smashing into each other yeah if you watch like when you watch rugby union you get a sense of it because when you watch the scrum you just see the guys sort of grappling with each other and like sticking their fingers in each other's faces but even then you don't really get it i saw an interview with england rugby player ellis genji the other day and like he was just talking about like just the basics of how fucking hurt he is all the time and like how like his shoulder is just getting like ripped at by people and people were like sticking their fingers in each other's eyes and you know like all that kind of mad stuff and of course it's true of course that's true of the nfl too it's just like one of the most brutal games you can possibly play um anywho the Raiders suck. The Raiders do suck. And oh. uh, it's. I think it's quite funny at this point um, because they were so... They were like... They were top three for the AFC at the beginning of the season. Even in pre-season, they were looking at like, you know, it was going to be Raiders, it was going to be um, the Chiefs, and it was going to be the Bills. And they are absolute... This, you know what? It's a disaster because they've also done so much to that team to bring people in yeah that it's 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 a very similar situation to the broncos in that they there's nowhere they can really go it might be a question of just a new head coach like kind of like what happened obviously the dolphins brought in a lot of players afterwards but like the kind of like what happened with the dolphins when really it might have just it might just be like a change of culture which is what they need uh to get the best out of their players maybe you do maybe if you have lost the the, the dressing room you get these players who aren't a good influence in there. You get rid of some of them, bring in a couple of like young guys who you can mold into your thing. And maybe it's not over for a really long time, but you know, it's those teams like the Broncos and the Raiders. There's very little 
mm. they can do in the in the let's Some, say the, the NFL short term of like three to five years. Something isn't right there, and like you, I, I, I don't really. I mean, I don't really feel bad for any player, really. But in as much as I do feel bad for one, I do feel bad for Derek Carr because towards the end of last season, he was playing some of his best ever football and there really was a sense that okay he's actually sh- like he was always one of those guys that was sort of had good and bad about him but he was really seemed to be showing that he could like finally take a proper step relatively not like late late but you know late enough in his career but people were like okay cool if we just get a bunch of these great players we we have a shot, and re- people really did think that. Like I look back at that, looking back at that preseason, um, the preseason discourse. The biggest thing was the AFC West is going to be fucking so hard. It's going to be Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are obviously the Chiefs, and everyone was like, the Chargers are going to be way better than they were last year. They're not. They're worse. Uh, Broncos are going to be like really really tough. They've built loads of pieces. They've signed Russell Wilson again huge like like astronomic flop and then everyone was saying well the Raiders are a really good team not maybe their QB isn't like a superstar but he was by the numbers I think for the last like six seven games of the last NFL season he played I think his like PFF rating was like better than pretty much anyone else's and he fucking they were like well we'll just get the players and they've got the players they've built people were saying oh it's not just about like the stars they've built a really complete team the team's complete shit. It's I yeah. don't, it's so mad that's happened. However, on the other hand, um, now I know that you want to talk about a particular game that happened on Monday night, and I'm gonna I would like to lead you into that with yeah. this because there is another division, the opposite side, in the same conference, and that is the AFC East. Right, the leading team yeah. in that are. Heyo, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. The best team in football for most of this season. The Buffalo Bills are third. What a crazy week. Yeah. Um, the Jets, who were who showed who who showed out by beating the Bills last week, are second. Now, the the final team are not don't the final team, the Patriots, who haven't been good, let's be honest, don't even have a losing record. No, they're on a two-win winning streak. And yeah. if the season ended today, all of the AFC East would be in the playoffs. What a wild, wild division. Now, the yeah. Dolphins must be feeling especially good because the Bills losing to the Vikings got them to got made the Bills third and made the Dolphins first. They are first in the division and also they are also secure. So this is we'll talk about the Dolphins, the actual game later, right? The Dolphins are first in the division because they won. The Bills lost, and another action by another team happened to preserve another Dolphins record, and that is that the yes. Dolphins are still the only team with a perfect season, and that yeah. is because they're the fucking are uh, unbelievable. So they popped the champagne as they always do. The the last guys in the seventy two season, they opened their bottles of champagne, say that we did it, and I think genuinely speaking, like, but fair enough, it's worth celebrating, but the game. You know that I think that record is safe forever, and I think yeah. if there was ever going to be a chance for it, it was that it was the um, uh, you know eighteen wins, one giant loss for the Patriots. Yeah. But like now, the season is so long, and the 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 quality of the players is so high. Uh, even the shittiest player is is really really good. That there's, there's never going to be beaten. I mean, the game was wild on Monday night anyway. 
but yeah, it was, it was, you know, you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, the Dolphins are still that perfect team. And as much as people like to say, like I just have, uh, you know, the, it's a different, it's a different game now. It doesn't matter. The Dolphins are the only team to win to to win a Super Bowl without losing a game, and that that will that goes on for that another will year. Always be like yeah. that. They've still got that record. Oh, spoiler alert! Sorry, the Eagles lost to the Commanders. <laughs> yeah, so the, we like, yeah, the, the Eagles, Eagles lost to the lost Commanders. To the commanders. <laughs> like quite quite comfortably, they lost to the Commanders um, with uh, Taylor Heineke, who is quickly rising up the ranks of, as one of my favorite players, just because he's so funny. Um, they had, well, he's, he, every single thing that every single good thing that happened, he was celebrating like they had won the Super Bowl, and he's he's just got like a really good personality on the field. And I think that, uh, you know, he had a no touchdowns and an interception and two, uh, 211 yards, 17 for 29, you know, fine. Um, but like it's, it was an interesting game, It, it showed quite a lot about how the, the, the light, the, the the light of shame that's now shining on um, what what the Eagles have achieved so far this season. I mentioned it last last week. They have they as the season has progressed, they never played uh, they never played a team with a winning record. Um, obviously, teams then went on to get yeah. the winning records and all that stuff, but they've never had a true test. And then they got this big test against the team they should be beating at home under the lights Monday night, and they lose. Uh, yeah. What's fucking hilarious about that game, though? is the Eagles fans. We've spoken at length about how hilarious uh, the Philadelphia fan base is. Um, they were booing their team at halftime. Oh, my God. They're fucking... You're, they're <laughs> you're so eight stupid. You're eight and one. Oh, you, they God. weren't even... No, they weren't even... One. They're nine. Have they had a bye? Eight no, they're and eight one. and one. They're yeah. eight and one, yeah. They're eight and one, and they, were, they weren't even down by a whole score. So they were down by six. And... Oh God. And they were uh, they they booed them off the field. I mean, set your brotherly love, you fucking like you fucking degenerates. Why absolutely that? brutal. Why don't you just put like put some cheese on a steak and pretend it's some fucking innovation, you degenerate freaks? You don't deserve an eight and one team. <laughs> well, I think it's. I don't think. I don't. I think the Eagles are going to be dropping off. I think that. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts through that weird interception, they're trying to, what, what this shows, and I think it's interesting, is that their stats that they had where they're just dominant in the second quarter and then they mm. put games to bed early and they carry on. We'll talk about how important that is in a sec because we we'll want to get onto the Buffalo Bills game. But the the fact that they didn't put the game away and then it just kept slipping away. And then what happens is, is they try and force the ball in. They try and force these 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 things to happen to them mm. and then they start losing the ball that's when you start to get worried like i think that if you you can comfortably win games but when you have to make plays and you have to finish yeah. play a teams off and you can't do that then maybe you know that eight and one doesn't so, look so good a really good comparison to this and i'm going to say this because i'm a fan that i am their fan is the 2019 year ravens when we went 14 and 2 uh basically what would happen is that no one had really played had been able to play against that style of football yet. Um, and the Ra- what the Ravens would do is they would run up points really quick in the first sort of one or two quarters. And then because they're so heavily run focused, they would just spend the rest of the... Uh, firstly, they'd run up those... I say run up those points really quickly. They wouldn't. They would actually take ages doing it and you wouldn't be on the field very much. So like they'd run up a few scores and you you and also take loads of time off the clock. 
Then the second half, when you got, because their running was so good, they could control the amount of time they were on the pitch. And so you field even, you, you, the other team didn't have much time to score. And because they're running, there's fewer chances for things like interceptions, things like that. So like, you're not going to be able to get the ball that way. And so it, and also running is like very, like um, I, I saw something from a defender saying, you need to understand that one of the reasons teams run a lot, even if they're only getting like two or three yards is because it's also like physically beating up the defenders. Like the lines, yeah, them up. Yeah, the linesmen are all massive. You fucking like, you, you don't realize just how big these guys are. And they are like normal in pass blocking. They're kind of standing and allowing and absorbing the force in the running game. They're kind of pushing you and they like beat up the defenders and the defenders are kind of getting haggard and rapid and they're being shoved around. The Ravens would have all their receivers were blockers and they'd like shove you around a lot. Um, and so by the end of the game, you you knew you couldn't stop them and they were just running. And when you're in the NFL, for anyone, again, who's listening, who's not like fully au fait with all the rules, um, in a running play, the, the uh, unless you run out of bounds, the game clock never stops. So you're taking, whereas with a pass, if you pass the ball and they don't catch it, the game clock stops. Well, um, so when you're running, the clock just keeps going and you have like no time left to score. And then, so what I meant is the Ravens, if the Ravens got up ahead, they basically couldn't, it would be really hard for you to, to, to get back. Now, the downside was, is that because we'd done that all season, uh, as soon as we came to the playoffs, played someone like, uh, and someone else got ahead, we fucking couldn't do anything. Yeah. And that's what's happened to the Eagles here. Um, my, I think that the Eagles are still going to do well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, it's it's starting to build up this game that's coming up, potentially the NFC Championship game, which I still think they probably will get to. But like the the Vikings are really, really good. And yes. if you get to, if it comes down to the Vikings versus the Eagles, even though the, the Eagles beat the Vikings early in the season, before like Eagles have all have felt the same all season. Whereas the Vikings, every single game, I feel like they're getting better. And that's why I think that this kind this momentum, uh, even if maybe they pick up a couple of losses, you know, a couple of like, you know, late season injuries, things like that. I still think they're going to, they're, they're more likely to learn from their errors than the Eagles. And then I think that will be a very interesting game in the playoffs um, to have, to have those two yeah. teams come to come together. You know, and that's, that's about, what I'm looking forward to. You know, you, you know, a few episodes ago, we've come back to that theme of inevitability, right? So yeah. the Vikings, uh, the Vikings played the Bills last night. I, I'm sorry, but actually, do you know what? Like, we are already talking about this, so I'm just going to quickly throw it, but I'm just going to quickly throw something in here. I don't think that, I thought that the Commanders were a bad team, and I'm not sure that they are, and they are no longer, they are fourth, but they no longer have a losing record. Yeah. Uh, they've also been on a bit of a run. Now, Again, with the NFL, because loads and loads of teams get into the playoffs, the important thing for you is that you need to get good at the right time. And that's why it's, you know, you don't want to overreact to the Eagles losing one game, but that's why slips of form around about this time are like not necessarily good. Yeah, this is a big um, this is a big period of time in the season. Once once we start to get closing, we're closing in on Thanksgiving, yeah. people are starting to get that gravy madness. And yeah. they're ready to eat that turkey. That's when you're starting to look at the end of the season a you, little bit more. 
the and team, you want that that yeah, run. Your teams need the team needs to start getting hot around about now, and they also need to not have any like really significant injuries around now. Like what you really want. It's actually kind of okay if your team started the year with like, like if you look at like a team like the 49ers, like you you look at the analysts, you're like, why do they all rate them so highly? They've got a way, they've got a worse record than teams they rate worse. But the reason is, is because the 49ers are getting hot now and they've started getting healthy too. So like players that were off, like Debo Samuels was it spent a lot of the first part of the season kind of on and off injury. He seems healthy, things like that. And so that's what they're looking at here. Anywho, so when you talk a few episodes ago, you were talking about inevitability, and we've come back to that. The Vikings beat the Bills in an absolutely insane way. I think it's the most insane, it's the most insane ending I've ever seen. There's I think any to- game, yeah, any any that's that's the game of the season. It's one of the one of the best uh games of American football I've ever seen. Um just because of how yeah. How there was just no quit in the Vikings. It was it was just like unrelenting. And once they start, once they st- uh, stopped Buffalo from scoring touchdowns, which yeah. is very fucking hard to do, uh, then the B- Bills started panicking. And then you're like, oh, the the Vikings are gonna the Vikings can do this. And and this momentum started. And then the inevitability kicks in. And then you're the D, and you're starting to look at these these plays that you can't finish because uh, mm. they, they always talk about finishing a play like making sure that the play is finished they just weren't stopping the receivers they weren't stopping Jefferson Jefferson was capable of shit that like the greatest receivers in the world have been able to do um, and what this shows right the, the crazy stat about the Bills they are the worst team in the NFL in single uh, in one possession games they've lo- they've won two and lost eight out of every single game that yeah. has come down to below okay. eight points. So, in fairness to the Bills, that's because they fucking smoke most teams. Yeah, but, but then it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. If you can't, as I said before in the last, in, about the Eagles game, it means nothing unless you are capable of picking yeah. yourself up when you're losing to win. Because um, in the AFC Championship, they're going to face the Chiefs or well, the Ravens or one of the teams that are... Or the Miami good. Dolphins. Yeah, well... Yes, and we'll get on to. I, I we'll did. Say, to I, want I want to talk, talk about. about yeah, I want to talk about this Bills game because so they are twenty four ten up at the half, and then they scored two field goals in the rest of the game. But the big bit, the big part of the game was the the the, the wrap up, how it how it ended. So they kept having these opportunities to finish the game. One of them was fourth down and fucking twenty. They should have. By the way, they should have. They they there's. I I watched the end of that game. The Bills should have won four or five times. The I think yeah. the I looked at the win probability. It was the the same win probability at the end of the Bills winning as uh, when the when the um, you know when the Jets beat the Browns earlier this season. This is the craziest end. This is I've seen three really crazy endings to get to games in my life. Like real, I mean, like out of this world crazy. Right, two of them were this season. This was the, yeah. the most. The Jets one was earlier this season where the Jets beat the Browns, where Flacco did that fucking insane like ending. Uh, where the Jets beat the Browns, and that was early this season. And then the third one is the mile high miracle in the Ravens Super Bowl one, where yeah. um, they, the Ravens just like kept kept scoring, and then Peyton Manning would be like, right, well I'll just fucking score again. And then like everyone was like, okay, well they can't do it again. 
<laughs> they just did it you know that kind of the what like two two game endings this season that are that have been crazier than a game that is literally that within american football circles is known as the miracle because yeah. of it's so you know because it was such a wild end it was a mathematical impossibility and they kept yeah. saying right so so what happened was at fourth down and 20 uh the cousins goes back throws the ball one-handed backflip catch from justin jefferson unreal go on youtube what was, go on youtube it, yeah. today if you're pause this podcast now I can't tell you who I think is going to be in the Super Bowl. No, I can't. I think that, um, yeah, I, uh, it's hard to predict now because there are a few teams that are looking really good. But like, Do you, you know, know what? Actually, I don't want to say I have got a prediction, but I don't want to jinx it for you because you're a fan of it? one of these two teams. Who is it? I think it's going to be Dolphins 49ers. That would be a very interesting game. I think it uh, that that now there's a there's a there's a few reasons I think that uh, I think it like it's not a pick that a lot of people had at the start of the season. No. I the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, for with all the love in the world, is not. A is is an average quarterback, but yeah. the and the 49ers are basically the same as the, the 49ers, honestly, for all the jiggery pokery they're pulling right now, are basically the same as they were last year. They're the second best team in the NFC, you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's yeah, and maybe not, but like they're maybe not the second best, you know, they're in the they're in the they remember that the 49ers nearly went to the Super Bowl last year. That they were in the NFC Championship game. I don't actually think they're that like that. Them adding, like them, uh, them adding. Uh, I keep wanting to say Luke Cafferty, who is a character yes. from the TV show Friday Night Lights. Uh, they added, yeah, they added Luke Cafferty. Let's just yeah, they, they added Luke McCaffrey. Cafferty. Luke yeah, Cafferty. they added yeah. They they added Luke Cafferty, uh, the character from series four of the Friday Night Lights. Glad he made it to the NFL. Um, anywho, they um, them adding Luke, uh, <laughs> them adding <laughs> them adding McCaffrey. I don't think actually changes much about them as a team compared to last year. Is they play slightly differently with him. That's kind of it. Um, I well, think... and also teams play teams teams play differently against them because yeah. they know that they, this guy is is a is a fucking machine. Yeah, and you can't. You basically now it frees up Samuel. Yeah, they also have that. Yeah, they've still got, Yeah, they're they're tight. Like their Kissel isn't quite Kissel. what he was, but like they have other tight. They have a new tight end who's doing great as well, and they have receivers and they have Debo. I don't know. I, this is a vibe. Like it could just as easily be the Vikings, um, and it could it could still well ease. It could still be the Eagles. Uh, the storyline. The storyline for a Dolphins 49 in Super Bowl is unbelievable so like of the 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 dolphins 49ers it would be a um a rematch of the 85 super bowl which yeah, is yeah, dan, yeah, Marino, yeah. dan marino's losing super bowl uh it's you've got mcdaniel coming back he, the uh, offensive coordinator playing against essentially an offense that he helped build uh in in against the team that he knows a staff that he knows and players that he's fucking friends with and then 
on the other side of the ball, you've got uh, our new star running back who's just had a absolute another really huge game. Mm. And it's basically going to be like it's going to be like the the 49ers versus the 49ers Mark II, which is the you know 2022 Miami Dolphins. Uh, because we're basically playing this. The reason the reason why Wilson's up to speed so quickly in this offense is because he already knows what to do. And all the, the offense that McDaniels built in Miami is shaping up to be kind of like a more powerful version of the um of the 49ers offense. Same kind of plays, same kind of gung-ho, who gives a shit? Let's try and get some, let's mm. just put on a show kind of vibe. And yeah, I would watch the shit out of that Super Bowl. Um, and yeah, let's talk about the Dolphins. I know we talk about them a lot, but Tua is the best fucking quarterback in football, and I, I, it's not even close. Like he again, two hundred eighty-five and three touchdowns, twenty-five for thirty-two. He missed eight passes in that game, eight passes, and yeah. and then the, they were so. Good. I don't remember ever watching a Dolphins team where we benched our starting quarterback for the end of the game. The Dolphins didn't take a punt in that entire game. Our, our, the punter didn't need to take a shower afterwards. Like, it's... Uh, the Dolphins being... I mean, obviously, it's the Browns, but, you know, they are... You, you play who's in front of you. And you go to... You, you, you're you on a four-game winning streak. The only games that we've lost are games without that we've not had Tua involved in. We're second... The second seed behind the Chiefs. But, and they beat into... the Browns. You know what? The Chiefs is an interesting thing because they... the. Uh, they beat the Browns in a way that reminded me of the year when the Chiefs went on a run, where basically it was kind of, it, it was, it felt close-ish in the first half. It didn't, like, at no point did the Dolphins feel not in control. But then, as the game, as the wheels start coming off the, the Browns, the Dolphins just fucking threw touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. Done. Yeah, it was just, it was unrelenting. It was, there was, there was no mercy with it. And I think that's, that shows that Dolphins are a good team. And, you know, we're talking about how the, the season's beginning. The season now, you're in the, the bit of the season where it starts to get really exciting. Mm. And Dolphins are second overall seed. There's no reason why there's the, the Dolphins can't be chatting about like getting that number one seed, getting home field advantage, which has proven to be incredibly powerful. Like, mm. you know, the, already the Dolphins, I mean, we, we lost uh, uh, the games without Tua, yeah. obviously, but like, it's a, a powerful it's a powerful place to go, you know. So and... Texas next. I if the Dolphins lose that, I'll be stunned. Forty yeah. uh, ers difficult. That'll um, be that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the forty ers is is a um uh is that's going to be if it is a you know dress rehearsal for the Super Bowl. Um, that would be interesting to yeah. see how now, we play. Chargers and pa- they they have then they have Chargers Bills. Uh, Packers. Now, of the two of like, this is actually quite a tough end of season to be honest with you. Yeah, um, the running isn't as good. The, so, yeah, the running is is pretty yeah. challenging. Like, charges are charges and Packers are trap games where you, based on records and skill, you'd expect the and like how the team's doing, you would absolutely expect the Dolphins to do to comfortably win both those games. But neither of those teams. Like well, I know we spent the other day like abusing the Packers. They have sort of saved their season a bit. I mean, they haven't. They're still going to fucking go down. But like, the point is that it's still both teams are still have some bite to them. They're kind of dangerous. Like they they yeah. are trap games. Um, Bills will be a tough game. Doesn't matter that they lost this week. They Bill. It's the Bills, right? 
Patriots is the divisional uh, Patriots divisional rival. They also have a winning record. They're also heading to the playoffs, and it's the Patriots. Now you should, I think, still win that game too. The Dolphins could win out, like could win out. I expect that they might not, but I think they yeah. could win out. Um, yeah, I, the, the, the Jets yeah. is a interesting final game, given what's happening, given how well the Jets are building now. Yeah, they're unstoppable. Um, the unstoppable se- uh, secondary is just ridiculous. So the thing is about the Jets game is it would be nice to know by then whether or not there's anything to play for. So I'm I'm mentally taking that one off the board mm. and saying potentially by then might rest your the starters. Do- Sorry, yeah, might, might be resting starters. starters. Yeah. There might be the the Jets might have already either uh, clinched a low wild card or um, yeah. they they've already been knocked out of contention because this this street I I keep saying they're going to drop off and they will. So potentially that there could be nothing to play for in that yeah. game. Yeah, do you know what I think uh, is tough is that is that you've got two divisional rivals and a conference rival who potentially are also like in terms of seeding for the playoffs it's not just the caliber of the teams in the final four games you have a conference rival who you're going to be playing for position within the playoffs and then two divisional rivals as the final two games and again so that which again will determine place in the playoffs so it means it's harder for for you to just unless the dolphins are like winning out and all the other teams fall off it's harder to do that thing that teams do where they go, oh, well, you know, we can sort of maybe rest a few starters and stuff, get them really healthy for the playoffs. Yeah, it's um, it's exciting. And I think that if you go, if after the, um, so Dolphins are on a bye this week, which is, which is, I don't know, it's one of those things where you want to keep going. Like we've scored um, over 30 points in the last three games and you kind of want that momentum to go. But at the same time, take the rest, play the Texans, yeah. easy game. That you go to eight and three there, and then hopefully you get some help elsewhere. And then the 49ers game potentially, as these seasons go, when a team is on a tear, you're looking at the the way other teams are playing, and you kind of realize that as, as we sit here today, it's in the Dolphins' hand. But at the same time, as they get as they improve, the pressure on the games disappears because they keep winning, then they the pressure goes down, so they play better because there's le- it's, it's less high intensity. So we'll see what happens. I, I am worried about how strong that end of the season looks, to be honest. But like, and I think the key game really there for the Dolphins is the the Packers on Christmas fucking day, which I'm stoked about watching mm-hmm. an NFL game on Christmas at six pm. It's going to be very, um, uh, very um, enjoyable. Uh, to to have a nice watch of that, um, but yes, yeah, so I think that fucking everyone needs to grovel on their knees and apologise to Tua because he he's really good, and everyone else at quarterback he is, is really good. Like, like to show their bollocks. That being said, I mean, it's absurd yeah. double standard, absurd double standards when you compare it when people. Well, it's com- again, I've 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 compared the Dolphins and the Chiefs a bunch because the Dolphins, they're using the 49ers-ish playbook, but that, but in terms of team construction, they built a Chiefs-esque offense around him, yep. which is cool. But then when Mahomes kicks off, everyone was like, oh, fucking Mahomes is sick, amazing. Like He's like, the, he's the second coming. Now, Mahomes is really, really good. I, I really think he's one of the best QBs to do it, right? Like, of, like he really is. But, but whenever, like, like when... when 
when two is in, like you still people commenting like, oh, you know, like you could give my fucking grand this team and she'd be scoring thirty points. Yeah, no, because the two games that two was out, they haven't. Like, and again, small sample size, but the and the receivers rate like publicly rate him. Like Tyreek Hill has repeatedly said that he bear in mind that his his previous QB is Mahomes. He repeatedly said he's never had a more accurate passer pass to him. Now, you know, whether you take that with a pinch of salt or whatever, their teammates, you know, they've got to big each other up. But the point, and, you know, he's trying to do it for the chemistry, whatever, doesn't matter. The point is that the team publicly rate this guy. They like yeah. him. They rate him. It's crazy that the Dolphins were considering dropping him. But I guess, you know, you, you don't really know what happens behind closed doors. But, like, he steps up. Like, he's made that. He's made the step. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, he's made as I think he's made a bigger jump from last year to this year than Alan did on mm. the equivalent year, and that's why it's that's why it's an exciting time. I mean, it's like I'm excited about it every week now, and that doesn't always happen. Um, but yeah, they 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 are. I mean, they're in the chat now for for Super mm. Bowl, and that's fine. And I'm I'm you know it's never happened to me really in my life that this has been part of the discussion but uh, you know i'd like to see the i would have liked to see the dolphins play the chiefs in the regular season uh not going to happen obviously but that would have been an interesting proof um but the chiefs have shown that they make mistakes you know and the funny thing about the dolphins is uh, other than those three games they're not really making a huge amount of mistakes there's been a few extra points on offense uh, sorry on defense but they they're not turning the ball over very much. Uh they're yeah. not it, it it just they are looking like a very good team and that's that's worrying. Um but yeah let's let's move on for the Dolphins because they are the fucking I, I'm so stoked. But I want to talk about the the Bucks Seahawks game in Germany uh because I feel like me and Geno Smith have a horrible connection because I am a curse to him. Because whenever I watch a game by the a Seahawks game in in its entirety or, or at least most of it He's shit, and he didn't have a very good game. Um, uh, he well, actually, he had a very good game, but the the Seahawks in general kind of didn't really uh, fire on all cylinders. Um, the interesting thing I thought about this was that it was in Germany at the Allianz Arena, and it really showed uh, how hungry I think the rest of Europe is for for NFL football. Um, there was big sings. Uh, there was there was big pints being drunk. Uh, saw a couple of half and half NFL jerseys, a half a Seahawks jersey uh, sewn together with half a um, half a Bucks jersey, and I thought that was uh, horrible. Um, and yeah, it was it was a fucking funny game because of one moment, which was um, uh, Leonard Fournette throwing an interception, uh, mm. targeting Tom Brady, who then slips over and then gets a tripping call for, for the first time in his career at forty five years old. Um, yeah, it was a wild, did you what? That was a wild game. Uh, so I can't lie to you. I didn't watch that game. <laughs> I, I know but... it was. I I didn't. I watched watch the highlights. I watched the highlights. It it, it wasn't like... on. Uh, it 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 was it was. I watched it because it was on. Basically. The crowd basically. was good. Crowd was very good. Um, I I have a bit of a problem with the uh, double standards of American commentators. Uh, because for whatever reason, when they come to England, they're always they'll send some dude out to London to interview some jackass wearing a fucking browns jersey and they'll be like all right governor mm. give me a cup of tea please or and, and they do like these fake english accents there's none of those no, no one doing a funny german accent so i think there's just like generally uh 
an association with a comedy German accent that they don't really want to get involved yeah. in. Um, but yeah, it was exciting. It was cool to watch. And as far as nerdy shit goes in American football, there has been a lot of talk about um, the quality of grass and general turf in the league. Um, and there was this, this, they had a problem with the grass at Wembley uh, and they had a problem with the grass a few times over the years in the international games in London in that a football pitch is different to an NFL field. And yeah. you could see absolute heaps of, of turf coming up underneath these guys' feet. And that's why the, the Spurs stadium has that nice NFL field that comes up out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, but people are complaining now, like a lot of these injuries, we're seeing so many injuries across the league and a lot of them are down to turf. And a lot yeah, of them are down I've heard, to, like, like I've seen players, like the NFL PA was like a few of those, um, sorry, that's the NFL Players Association for the listeners. Um were talking about had there was some chatter about this they're like can we play on some fucking grass please because <laughs> like the the you, and you know what right have you ever played on have you have you ever played any t- sports on turf yeah yeah we had a we had a, a hockey pitch at school that was made out of um it was it was old-fashioned turf mm. which i was going to talk about really quickly but i've never played anything on like that 4g with the dirt that's in it like that fancy stuff it actually yeah. looks like grass. I've played a, a seven-a-side football game on 4G, right? And it's the the football pit. The NFL pitches are slightly different because they're slightly thicker, but they're not much thicker, right? And like the main thing I took away is that firstly, you, like even I felt like rapid. Like they're so easy to run on. It's like running on wow. a sprinting track. They're so quick, but they're also like kind of slippery. And you'd think that would be like the worst possible thing for a sport that's about collisions and knocking people over. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that doesn't seem good. And I honestly like even for um, even for like football. Like, sorry again, it's, it's fucking weird doing a football podcast, uh, American football podcast. Like, even for soccer, right? Association football. You look at that and you go, that's got to take some fucking knees, you know? Yeah, I don't but think like, it, I I, 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 don't, I don't think it's real. I don't think you, like, you should be, a, you do need some kind of grip in the ground, like, you need knees to be able to have some kind of grip in the ground when you're, like, you know, changing direction at speed, right? You need to put, like, the whole physics of it is you need to, like, push your foot hard into the ground to create that kind of, that kind of change. And I don't like if you're just going to slip, your knees and ankles are going to get absolutely fucked. Like I don't really see that. I I really don't think it's good that they play on this grass. No, I mean I think that the I think across the board. So one of the reasons why I think that the MLS in America isn't very good um, is because they play on a combination. Some teams play on grass and some teams play on turf. And I think that if you're going to be a really if you're going to be a very high top top of the world football organization um the the surface should be the same for everyone every field should be a certain kind of grass and it should be the same otherwise mm. things it's all kinds of different weird stuff they always talked about uh the philadelphia um the old um philadelphia stadium turf being this evil surface when it was the the astroturf in the 80s was hilarious it was about as thick as like a maths classroom carpet. Uh, it was day glow green, and these players like 
Buffalo had a really funny one. Um, the Cowboys had a really funny one. Uh, but the Philadelphia one was basically just a very thin roll of green carpet that they rolled out over concrete. And there was all these holes and cracks in the concrete. And then all the players knew where they were. And it was horrible to play on. And this shit was so thin. I think that the Dallas was really thin as well. But basically, the guys wouldn't even be able to wear any kind of studs on their boots. So they would basically be doing it in trainers. Like, And how these guys... So, well, they fucking didn't because it was the 80s and those guys got injured to balls. But like the 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 technology has now come so far, it's now come the other way where it's so um so high tech that they can't even really stand up on it. But it's mm. been um it, they they're putting that down a lot of things to to injuries injuries down to the turf. Um and yeah, I think it's it's definitely something that I think they've got bigger problems in the NFL than to worry about what's what surfaces they're playing on. Um but I think you know, grass is grass is one thing. Um, but then when you're in a place like Green Bay and that grass turns into essentially concrete when when it's minus a million degrees, then who knows what they're going to play on? Also, lots of these buildings are inside; like they don't have opening roofs. Like, where well, you're gonna, you can't grow grass inside. I, I guess I don't know. It's, it's bizarre. Mm. Yeah. Um, Turf. There we go. We talked about the turf. Talked about the Eagles fans booing at halftime. The half and half shirts. Um, yeah, there was a guy in uh, one of the games. I can't remember which one it was. Oh yeah, I think it was the uh, the, the Eagles game, and there was a guy in a Dolphins shirt just in there, just hanging out in Dolphins shirt. Um, maybe it's the future. Yeah. Um, we're also uh, just coming up to the uh, the the World Cup, um, which is. Uh, yeah, there's no need to 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 get too much into it, but um, I'm going to get very much into NFL to distract myself from uh, the horrors of having to watch uh, a World Cup while there's Christmas decorations up, which I think is um, it's more horrible than I thought it would be. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to focus completely on the NFL uh, for the next month, and uh, we'll get through that. Yeah, I don't have anything. Else. Oh, let's preview next week because there are some cool games coming up next week. Um, I get to watch uh, all the games as opposed to just one next week, which is going to be um, which is going to be fun. So we have um, we have Jets Patriots. That'll be fun. For, hopefully, they'll take one off each other, and then the Patriots will win. Um, Colts Eagles. That's a trap game for the Eagles now because the Colts are coming off. They got this new guy. Got Jeff Saturday coming in. He's just won his first game. Uh, they either they're either going to smoke the Colts or they're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, Ravens versus the Panthers. Ravens back after their bye. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, they should I be... mean we should win. Like that's, I... def- that's a no. That's a. I would say that's a that's a pretty big banker. Now um, Giants Lions Giants are back. Um... Giants Lions is going to be a good game. Um, fucking Vikings Cowboys. There's a lot to play for in that game as well. Like yeah. AFC, uh, Cowboys NFC, so. are what six and three. They're probably aiming. For, they're probably shooting for playoffs, but they really need to cement themselves because they lost this week uh, to the Packers and they didn't do well. And they really need. They still need to cement themselves as a, that again. You know, like a team that you trust. Like I don't trust yeah. the Cowboys. And like I know that I know that a few episodes ago, I, I had my bigger mayor culprit and apology to them because I was like, oh, maybe they're good. They are good enough. Once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. But I don't quite trust them. So no, I don't trust them either. But the thing is about the Cowboys is they've been known over the last like couple of decades really to be bottle jobs, and and they can go on these tears. But then 
they they just yeah I think that if they can solidify an end to a way of closing a season then they'd be quite scary but like yeah. I think the the problem is is like Romo was a really good quarterback but he wasn't the fucking the guy I mean statistically it was good but like you know and I think they kind of just went from one Romo to the other with Prescott and uh, yeah I don't think they got what it takes to win a Super Bowl I don't th- I think they might win a couple of games they might win a playoff game uh, yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it could be you know Dolphins Cowboys for the for the Super Bowl, but uh, because the Dolphins are going to be in it. Um, Packers Titans is the Thursday night game, which uh, fine. Oh yeah, we're starting to see some teams coming back now. It's kind of like we're getting towards the other end of um, uh, mm-hmm. the other end of uh, of bye weeks. But yeah, it should be fun. Broncos Raiders. God have mercy on anyone who's going to watch that. Um, that's going to be horrible. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. It's going to be a fun week next week uh, to to watch football for me because I don't have to uh, I don't have to watch the Dolphins, which usually I'm happy about, but I'm sad about it now because they're good. Uh, that just leaves NFL uh, NFL player name of the week. Yeah, and I enjoyed watching Boogie Basham. Boogie Basham. Now that is a that is a name to conjure with. Yeah, Boogie uh, Basham. Buffalo Bills defensive end. His job is to Basham, and his name is Basham. So between Basham and Hertzman uh, from a couple of weeks ago, we've got players who have uh, uh, <laughs> specific names. That there's a word for that in the English language, and I forgot what it is. Ah, never mind. We'll we'll remember next week. Boogie Basham Junior. So there is a Boogie Basham Senior, um, mm. which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, good for him. NFL player name of the week. Uh, well done, you. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Uh no, that's the lot, man. That's it. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, We'll see you next week. Uh, And we'll be talking about Turkey and Thanksgiving and what that means in the world of America. Have a lovely week. See you later. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Helmets. Um, Please do follow us on Helmets Podcast. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, You can find us on Instagram. Um, You can find us on Facebook. Um, actually, you can't find us on Instagram, lol. Uh, but you can find me, Jay Hassan Comedy, and you can find James Meekin at Sad Punk. Uh, so, or sorry, Sad Punk Music. So follow us instead. Uh, please also, if you could like the fucking uh, podcast, that would be really great on like iTunes, things like that. Drop us a quick review. Uh, that all really, really helps. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>